Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, March 13th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. No, I didn't give up doing this Monday to Friday. Last week, I got sick. I did, thankfully, manage to get out one episode, though, the most important episode, where I gave out uh, my college tournament picks <laughs> and my players' championship picks. Did I go over with my college tournament picks? Yes. But did I absolutely make it up on my players' championship picks? Yes. Scotty Scheffler to win. 11 to 1, cash. Tyrrell Hatton, top 10, plus 275, cash. Christian Bezaidenut, top 20, plus 650, cash. And if you decided to make a DFS lineup based on uh, those picks, including Colin Morikawa, top 5, who did not finish top 5, I think it was T14, probably would have had a pretty good week as well. I myself. I, I'm not a DFS expert. I don't do it a lot, but I dabble with the occasional, especially a big golf tournament. I like submitting a, a lineup, and uh, this is the first big one I had. Uh, I entered as like a $33 buy-in with like 280 other people, I think. Finished first, won two grand. Uh, thank God for golf, because it wasn't for this past weekend, plus Marcel CM40 to one a couple weeks ago. I'll be in the hole pretty deep. But I'm I'm a, I'm a float. Thank you to golf because my college basketball picks have been terrible. But speaking of college basketball, that's what this show is this morning. I got a jam packed schedule for you this week. Today, Monday, uh, I got uh, my picks for the four play in games for the NCAA tournament. I'm also going to reveal my bracket. Uh, I'm going to bring that up. If you're watching this on video, I'm going to have uh, this on the screen as well. Tomorrow, I'll have my best bet. For all 16 Thursday games, uh, Wednesday will be my best bet for all 16 Friday games. There won't be a show Thursday. Let's just wake up and enjoy the action on Thursday. Friday morning, I'll release my picks for uh, the Saturday games, the eight Saturday games. And then Saturday morning, I'll release my picks for the eight Sunday games. So jam-packed show this week. If you're not already, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the Bacon Bets Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, rate us, review us if you're listening to the audio version of this uh, like the video if you're watching the video version of this. Um, but let's uh, get into it. Like I said, on today's show, four play-in games plus my bracket. Daisy's getting in on the action. She has her bracket filled out. I got my bracket filled out. I will say my bracket is subject to change. I am allowed to change it between now and when tip-off happens. There probably won't be any major changes. There might be some, especially in the south region. Tricky region there, but I'm going to get to the bracket second. First, let's get to my picks for the four play-in games, starting with the two on Tuesday. I hate handicapping 16 versus 16 teams. Who knows? These teams all suck, uh, but I'll do my best here. The first one uh, will be, I see I already made a quick typo in the graphic. Perfect. We're off to a hot start. Uh, I'm going to go with Texas A&M Corpus Christi, minus three and a half. Against Southeast Missouri State, I got it at minus three and a half. I'd play it all the way up to minus five. I'm seeing it most places it's already at minus four, so I might want to jump on this sooner rather than later if you want to get on this before the odds move too much here. Uh, very similar shooting and defensive numbers, 144th, 212th in effective field goal percentage. Uh, advantage, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Same with defensive efficiency, but the gap isn't that big, 166 to 193rd. But the reason why I like Texas A&M Corpus Christi. What's their mascot? I like finding out team mascots. Texas A&M Corpus Christi basketball. The Islanders. Is, is there an island down in Texas? Uh, maybe. 
Uh, the reason why I like them here, big advantage in the kind of stats that you guys know I love. 40th in extra scoring chances per game of plus 3.4. Southeast Missouri State's at 162nd of plus 0.3. And big rebounding team, which probably plays into that extra scoring chances uh, stat a little bit as well. 83rd versus 273rd and rebounding so neither of these teams jump off the page anywhere they are similar in a lot of areas texas a&m does have small advantages and things like shooting and defense but pretty big advantages and things like rebounding turnovers extra scoring chances those things so uh, for the first play in game on tuesday night i'll take a shot on the islanders minus three and a half i'd play it up to minus five against southeast missouri state like i said if you agree with me then i would jump on this one sooner rather than later line has already moved from minus four from a sunday night up until right now which is monday morning at 6 30 a.m um if you want to fade my college basketball picks might not be a bad idea i've been absolutely terrible in college basketball this year but even in the past when i've had bad college basketball regular seasons i do seem to turn it on for march madness so we'll we'll kind of see how it goes uh, decide what you want to do it's completely up to you uh let's move on to the uh what i think is the best game of the play-in games 11 versus 11 pit against mississippi state i'm going to take pit plus 110 very small underdog here from the acc pittsburgh panthers uh mississippi state absolutely deadly on defense one of the actually the best defensive teams in the entire country but i can't trust a team nor do i want to bet on a team that's 328th in effective field goal percentage. I have no desire in betting on them on Tuesday night and then watching them throw up bricks all night, uh, especially going up against a Pittsburgh team that's actually a very good shooting team, 50th in the entire country in effective field goal percentage. So massive offense advantage here for Pitt. Um, and what Mississippi State does do well on offense is they do attack teams in the interior, uh, but that's actually the strength of this Pittsburgh defense. So I think stylistically, I think Pittsburgh does have a little bit of an advantage. I could list off a million defensive stats. Mississippi State ranks near the top for all of them. I'm not going to go through them. Yes, they are a very, very good defensive team. Daisy's freaking out. I have no desire, though, um, to bet on a team that's 328th in effective field goal percentage. So give me Pitt plus 110 for the other Tuesday night uh, play-in game. Moving on to the Wednesday games. Another the other sixteen versus sixteen matchup. By the way, I always think it's unfair the sixteens need to play a play-in game. If you win your conference, you should be allowed into the big thing um, without having to play the play-in game. But on the other hand, I guess it kind of gives them a chance to win a tournament game because if they didn't have these, then they just lose every single time. Uh, so the other sixteen versus sixteen, I'll take Fairley Dickinson plus two and a half against Texas Southern. Ooh, doesn't fit on the graphic. Look at that, too big. Uh, minus one hundred six. For Fairley Dickinson at plus 205, I would play it down to plus one. Um, once again, this Texas Southern is kind of like the same. They're like a 16-seed version of Mississippi State. Terrible offensively, solid defensively. But once again, I do not have any desire to bet on a team that ranks 336th in effective field goal percentage. Uh, Fairly Dickinson coming in at 128th and also they were one of the best teams in the country my favorite stat extra scoring chances per game plus 5.6 uh, Texas Southern 197th at minus 
And that's because Texas Southern is 314th in the country in turnovers per possession. Fairleigh Dickinson, three or 33rd in opponent turnovers per possession. So we've got a team that coughs up the ball a ton going up against a team that loves to force turnovers. So great stylistic advantage there for Fairleigh Dickinson. They should be able to force a ton of turnovers. I actually love this bet. I think this bet is my favorite of the four play-in games. I love that we get a couple points here with Fairleigh Dickinson. The Fairleigh Dickinson... Fairleigh Dickinson Knights. Yeah, don't know if I love that name. I don't really think that goes with Fairleigh Dickinson. Where is Fairleigh Dickinson? Ooh, it's in New Jersey. How about that? Hackensack, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I like him plus two and a half here against Texas Southern. Moving on to the final play-in game this week, Wednesday night. Pac-12, Arizona State against Nevada. Arizona State, very small favorite, minus one. Only like him up to minus two, only a small edge here in this one. This pick does come down to the fact that uh, I have sworn to fade the Mountain West in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it happens every single year. The Mountain West, uh, people convince themselves the Mountain West is a good conference, that they have good teams. Oh, these teams from the Mountain West, watch out for them. They could go on a dark horse run. Eh, not going to happen. I have fallen for this trick. Uh, two years ago, I fell for the trick hard. It was two or three years ago. No, three years ago would have been COVID. So yeah, it must've been 2021. I fought, fell for it hard thinking Utah state was going to go on a run. Um, and I think they're over the last two NCAA tournaments. Uh, definitely last year, they went Owen four last year. I remember the mountain West was completely eliminated within 12 hours into the, uh, around a 64, um, on Thursday, within 12 hours, the entire conference is gone. I don't know what it is. This conference, the Mountain West, sucks when it comes to the NCAA tournament. They're 22 and 55 overall. They're 5 and 17 since 2013. 0 and 4 last year. I think they went 0 for the year before, but but they might have snuck in one win. Uh, and once again, I'm seeing it on Twitter. People are looking at these Mountain West teams. Oh, these Mountain West teams are feisty. Nobody wants to play them. I'll, I'll take a Pac-12 team against a Mountain West team any day of the week. Also, this Arizona State team might be a little bit better than you think. Uh, they have beat, beat a couple uh, of good teams. They beat Arizona a couple weeks ago on a last-second uh, half-court shot, which is probably the win that got them into the tournament. Uh, 40th in defensive efficiency, 84th in extra scoring chances, plus 2.1, 61st in effective possession ratio. They do a lot of things well. Um, I will not be betting against them <laughs> on a... Fourth place Mountain West. It's not even a good Mountain West team. It's an average Mountain West team. I don't know how Nevada got in the tournament. I don't think they should have. I think Rutgers deserved that spot over Nevada. Uh, but I'm sure that'll come back and bite me in the ass. I'm sure Nevada is about to go on like a sweet 16 run. So we'll see. I don't like Nevada. I don't like the Mountain West. I did pick one Mountain West team to win in the first round. Uh, going up against my better judgment. Uh, and I'll get to that here in a minute. Because those are my four picks. So... We can talk about the bracket now. So just to recap, my four picks for the four playing games are like Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, minus three and a half against Southeast Missouri State. Pitt, plus 110 against Mississippi State. Fairleigh Dickinson, plus two and a half against Texas Southern. And Arizona State, minus one against Nevada. Let's talk about some bracket action here. Have you filled in your bracket yet? Probably not. I wouldn't recommend to do it this early, but I wanted to get mine done. I wanted to fill it out. So I could show it to the people. I'm just zooming in on my other my other uh, window here. All right, let's. Uh, this is a great opportunity if you haven't already 
to head over to the Bacon Bets Podcast YouTube page, subscribe, like the video, and now you can follow along as I go through uh, my bracket here and you get a little visual of it. So let's start in the South region. This is one, if I think there's going to be changes that I'm going to make, I think it might come from this one. Um, but let's get through the first round first. Uh, obviously, I'm taking every single number one seed over a 16 seed list, and only one 16 seed has won a game in the history of the tournament. You all know that. It was uh, UMBC, what, four years ago, five years ago? Even if you think it's going to be a 16 seed, it's going to pull it off for the second time in the history of the tournament. You got a one in four chance in, in correctly predicting the right one, even if it happens. So just be to play safe. Don't get cute. Take all number one seeds. If you want to take a 15 to upset a two, fine. Do not take a 16 to upset a one. That's that's the number one rule of filling out a bracket. Uh, next up, Maryland. We got uh, Maryland against West Virginia. I took West Virginia here. Maryland, a very good 8-9 matchup. Um, Maryland's road numbers concern me a little bit. And West Virginia, I think, uh, in terms of conference, I like the Big 12 a lot better than the Big 10. A lot of my picks for brackets are based on how I evaluate conferences. Um, and also another thing that you should keep in mind as well when filling out a bracket, it's not going to be the same as your spread picks. Obviously spreads are a lot different. And also when you're filling a bracket, you have to take some shots. You have to take some teams to win outright that you're not going to bet on to win outright. But one team that I am both taking in the bracket to win outright and, uh, I'm going to bet on them to win outright is Charleston. I'm going to take them. 12 seed upset the five seed. There we go. We know that's a huge upset spot in the tournament. 12s love to beat five seeds. I think great chance of Charleston taking down San Diego State because once again, San Diego State's a Mountain West team and we fade the Mountain West in the NCAA tournament. Charleston, very impressive shooting team. Good in a lot of areas. Extremely good defensive team. Uh, I'll get into these games obviously more when I give up my actual picks for the game. Uh, if I spend five minutes on each game, it'll take me two hours to get through the bracket. So let's keep moving. Virginia against Furman. Uh, spread for that game is very small. I know for, I think Furman's going to be a very popular pick in the first round. But Virginia's defense is suffocating. It is hard for these teams. I know even though Virginia was a team that well, the number one seed lost a few years ago, it's generally hard for these bad teams. I don't want to say bad. For these teams from small conferences to face a suffocating defense like Virginia. So I'll take Virginia in that spot. NC State over Creighton. Uh, that one's that one's going to be a close one. I think NC State's defense, uh, I think their ability to create extra scoring chances, which I love, I think that could be the difference maker. Pretty sizable underdog, though. They're like a five-and-a-half point underdog. Baylor over US, UCSB. Listen, nobody knows the Big West like I know the Big West. That should be UC Irvine in that spot. Unfortunately, they choked it. And his semifinals. So now we have uh, Santa Barbara in the tournament for like the third straight year representing the Big West. The Big West sucked this year. It was not a good conference. USC or UC Irvine was the only dangerous team because they could get hot from three. Outside of that, the Big West as a whole absolutely sucked. Do not get talked into UCSB, which is for some reason always a popular upset pick in the first round to beat Baylor. Not going to happen. Uh, I don't want to get into, down to the next uh, bracket here. Hold on. Uh, Missouri to beat Utah State. We're fading the Mountain West. Missouri, a very, very good shooting team. Arizona to beat Princeton. Spread on that one's a little bit smaller than you think as well. Uh, Ivy League teams can be kind of feisty in the first round, but uh, they're not going to be able to keep up with Arizona. Arizona too talented. Uh, so that's my round of 64. Second round, I got Alabama to beat West Virginia. Virginia to beat Charleston. The Cinderella run 
ends there for Charleston. Baylor to beat NC State. Arizona to beat Missouri. So nothing too fancy here in the South. I got one seeds one, two, three, four, all in the Sweet 16. Now this is where things might change because right now I've got Virginia beating Alabama, Baylor beating Arizona, and then Virginia beating Baylor uh, in the Elite Eight to advance to the Final Four. So I got four seed Virginia winning the uh, South region. I might change that. Any of these four teams, I might end up be, uh, taking to win the South region. It could be Alabama, it could be Baylor, it could be Arizona. Uh, Virginia's, uh, I, I just love their defense. I love watching their defense. This is a coach that's won it before, a team that's won it before. Obviously, no players left from that team. Um, but Alabama, they concern me because they're a three-point shooting team, and I just think it's tough for a three-point shooting team to not have like a C-plus night shooting at some point in the tournament. And outside of the first game against a 16 seed, if you have a C-plus game shooting against a West Virginia, a Virginia, a Baylor, an Arizona, you're going to lose that game. You can get away with C-plus shooting games against average to below average teams, but these teams in the NCAA tournament are not average to below average. They can beat you if you get cold from three on any given night, and Virginia's defense might be the one to do it. Uh, now, there are positives about all these teams. I could still get convinced that Alabama wins the region. I could convince Baylor wins the region. I could could, could get uh, convinced Arizona wins the region. So as of right now, I'm taking Virginia over Baylor in the Elite Eight to win the South. This is the one region that could change. And if it does change, I'll let you know before tip-off on Thursday. One of the next two uh, episodes, I'll let you know. Let's move on down to the East region. Obviously, Purdue to win. FAU, I didn't realize how good FAU was out of the Conference USA. Holy shit, they are a fantastic basketball team. Very good all around. I think they beat Memphis in the 8-9 game. Oral Roberts, I'm taking the other 12-5 upset. Uh, Oral Roberts, a very good shooting team. If they get hot from shooting, especially from three, they can beat Duke, a Duke team that actually has been kind of not great shooting. They've kind of buttered their bread with their defense this season. Uh, but they might not be able to keep up with Oral Roberts shooting. So I kind of like that 12-5 upset as well. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, to beat Louisiana Lafayette in the 4-13 game. Kentucky to beat Providence. That spread is a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Uh, so we'll see if Kentucky can get past the first round after losing to the Cox in the first round last year. Uh, Kansas State over Montana State. Easy. USC to uh, beat Michigan State. Small upset there. Marquette to beat Vermont, and Houston to beat Northern Kentucky, Auburn, oh wait, uh, oh, I moved on to, down to the next region by mistake, Marquette to beat Vermont, so no huge upsets here in the first round, USC is a small upset, Oral Roberts is a sizable one, other than that, pretty straightforward, um, and then we got uh, the next round, we got Purdue to beat FAU, Tennessee to beat Oral Roberts, Kentucky to beat Kansas State, and USC to upset Marquette. So in the Elite Eight here, uh, or not the Elite Eight, the Sweet 16, we got a six-seed Kentucky going up against 10-seed USC. I like Kentucky to beat them, a team I think that could get hot in the tournament. And I like number four, Tennessee, to shut down Purdue. Tennessee against Tucky, an all-SEC matchup in the Elite Eight. I like Tennessee to move on more and a little bit about why I like Tennessee. I'll talk with them a little bit more when I get to the final four. Purdue, a very good team deserving of a number, number one seed, but they dominated a shitty Big Ten conference, and I think we're going to see the Big Ten struggle in this tournament, so I'm not completely sold on this Purdue team. Uh, we've seen them stumble in stretches at this. Well, didn't they lose like four of six at one point? They're going to play against 
the best defense in the co- in college basketball in Tennessee, and I think that's where their run ends as the number one seed. Let's move on to the Midwest region. Houston to beat Northern Kentucky, obviously. Auburn to take down Iowa. Once again, we're going to fade the Big Ten, and also Auburn's defense. Uh, you got to love them. One of the better defenses in the country. Uh, Drake to upset Miami. Another 12-5. This spread, I think the spread in that game is only like two, two and a half, two. Tournament loves putting these feisty mid-major teams into this 12 seed. And Miami, uh, their defense, not very good whatsoever. I think Drake can exploit them. Uh, so another 12-5 upset there. Indiana to beat Kent State. I've already seen Kent State's a bit of a popular dark horse pick there at number 13. I don't think so. I think Indiana's a little bit too well-rounded. Iowa State to beat uh, misses the winner of Mississippi State and Pitt. Uh, I actually really like Iowa State in this tournament. Their defense creates a ton of turnovers, which can help a lot as long as you, as long as your shooting holds up. Uh, Texas A or sorry Xavier to beat Kennesaw State. Texas A and M to beat Penn State. Once again, fading the Big Ten there in Penn State. Uh, Colgate. I got the Colgate Raiders. The fifteen to two upset. Uh, I also faded Texas in the first round a couple years ago against Abilene Christian. That's one of my greatest upset picks of all time. I'm going to go ahead and bet against them this time as well. Colgate, the best shooting team in the country. Number one in effective field goal percentage. If they can keep that shooting up, they can beat anyone. I'll take them to upset Texas in the first round for a 15 over 2 upset. And then we got Houston over Auburn. We got Indiana over Drake. Iowa State to upset Xavier. Once again, that defense is just a suffocating defense, and Xavier kind of struggles a bit defensively. Uh, Texas A&M, that Colgate run only only lasts one. You can only stay hot shooting for so long. Texas A&M, very good defense. Texas A&M gets past uh, Colgate. Um, and then in the Sweet 16, I got Houston to beat Indiana. Iowa State, a six seed to go all the way to the Elite Eight, take, taking down Texas A&M. Uh, then I got Houston, my first number one seed winning. Actually, my only number one seed winning the region. Houston to beat Iowa State in the Elite Eight to win the Midwest region. Let's move on to the West, which is the most stacked region by far. It's not even close. I actually think Ken Palm, who I'm not a big Ken Palm guy, at least not everyone. I don't tug him off like every person does. Like he's the be-all, end-all college basketball expert. Um... I say confidently as a minus 30 units betting on college basketball this season. Uh, I think that he has Kansas as the fourth most likely to win this region. I think he has uh, number two seed, number three seed, and number four seed, all with a better chance to win this region than Kansas, which I think might be a little bit crazy. But this is the region of death. There is no doubt about it. Anyone who says otherwise does not know their college basketball. So let's get through it here. Kansas, obviously, to beat Howard. Howard. The Bison. Arkansas to beat Illinois. I think that's a great 8-9 game as well, but we're fading the Big Ten. Arkansas, there's a reason why I picked them to win the SEC. Very well-rounded team. No weaknesses. I think they get by Illinois. St. Mary's to beat VCU. VCU is going to be a popular 12-5 upset. That's the one 12-5 upset. I'm not taking St. Mary's. Underrated team. People do not believe in St. Mary's. I do. They are a fantastic team. I actually still think they're the best team in the West Coast Conference, um, despite Gonzaga winning it. Uh, much better defense than Gonzaga. 
uh, and very uh, comparable offense. Maybe not quite as good of an offense as Gonzaga, but defensively they're leagues above Gonzaga. At least that's what we saw when you look at the full season sample size. So I'll take them to beat VCU. Atlantic 10, kind of like a mini Mountain West. Atlantic 10 kind of is... They have had their runs in the past, but over the past couple of years, people are like, oh, watch out for these Atlantic 10 teams, and then they do nothing. Uh, so I'll take St. Mary's over VCU. I'll take UConn over Iona. Uh, TCU, now this is this is one where I might change. So I, right now I have Nevada slash Arizona State to beat TCU. If that's Arizona State, I'm going to stick with them. If Nevada beats Arizona State, I will switch and take TCU instead because I, I, I will fade the Mountain West. So that will change depending on the play-in game there. Uh, Gonzaga will just steamroll Grand Canyon. Uh, Boise State to beat Northwestern. Northwestern can't hit the ocean from a boat outside the top 300 in effective field goal percentage. Boise State is the only Mountain West team I have winning this year. Uh, And it's just because they're taking on Northwestern, who I think are one of the most overrated, lucky teams in college basketball in the power conferences. So I like Boise State to beat them there and then UCLA to take down UNC Asheville second round UCLA will end the Mountain West run they will be dead very quick I'll take them to beat Boise State Gonzaga will beat whoever I have even if it's TCU advancing I think Gonzaga wins round of 32 Gonzaga uh not as good as teams in the past because of defensively but still a very 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 good offensive team second in the country and effective field goal percentage could be a little bit of a sneaky team to go on a run I don't think their defense will hold up once we get to the sweet 16 but uh certainly good enough to handle with ease their first two games UConn versus St. Mary's that'll be an unbelievable matchup but I'll take UConn though um Kansas I'll take them to beat Arkansas um and unfortunately yeah two of my four uh I know I made three bets throughout the season to win the NCAA tournament two of them are in the same region unfortunately with UConn and UCLA the other was Arizona and then a fourth team I bet on was the team I bet on after I filled out the bracket which you will get revealed to here in just a moment uh, but I have UConn upsetting number one Kansas. They're just good everywhere. They're good shooting. They're good defensively. Uh, they just barely lost to uh, Marquette in the Big East tournament, only lost by two. They can rebound. They can do it all. Also, I love their coach. His name is, what is something Hardy or something? Uh, I love him. Just wears his heart in his sleeve. Absolute gem to watch on the bench. I'll take UConn to take down number one seed Kansas. UCLA to beat Gonzaga in a rematch of their final four matchup from a couple years ago. That was absolutely electric. So then UConn versus UCLA, my two uh, tournament winners uh, midseason, will face each other in the Elite Eight. And I'll take UCLA. I know, uh, what's his name? Jalen Clark is out for them now. Arguably their best defensive player. I still think they're good everywhere. Too good to not back uh, to win this region. So UCLA, I have them winning as a number two seed. So let's take a look at the final four. I can zoom out here now, go back to normal view. There you go. You see my final four. So I've got two number four seeds facing off right now, but I might change a Virginia pick. We'll see. I might just end up taking Alabama. Uh, But regardless, I have Tennessee winning the final four matchup, no matter who they play against. Right now, I have them against Virginia. I have Houston, the number one seed, taking out number two, UCLA. I think Houston's interior defense will be able to shut down UCLA. And then my national champion, after filling out my bracket game by game, the Tennessee Volunteers, the number four seed to beat the number one seed, Houston Cougars, to a final score of 62-59. to 
it seems after I filled out this bracket that I favored defense way more than offense because the final three, well, I guess Virginia's defense isn't quite as good, at least statistically, as they have been in years past. But, like, all four teams are all very good on defense. The two, two teams I have in the final are the two best defensive teams in the country, and the team I have winning it is the best defensive team in the country in Tennessee. They say defense wins championships. Is that true? I guess according to my bracket it is. Will that hold up? We will see. But Tennessee is the rare mix of a team that, yeah, maybe they don't have the best offensive numbers, but they still can put it up. They played in what I thought was a pretty tough um, SEC this season. Houston, I don't think Houston once they face because Tennessee is like a like a like a power conference version of Houston. I think Houston's going to fall short when they play against Tennessee. If they play against Tennessee, obviously that's a massive if. But hey, this is this is this is this is what I got when I filled it out. A number four seed Tennessee winning it all. Probably not going to be a very popular pick. You're probably not going to see very many other people take Tennessee. But I'm gonna have, I'm gonna stick with them winning. I'm gonna stick with them. I think they wouldn't that suck if they fucking get upset in the first round by Louisiana. I think they beat Louisiana. Oral Roberts can shoot, but then going up against such a tough defense in Tennessee, I think they beat the number one seed in Purdue. Yeah, I like them. I think if if there's any major changes in my bracket, it's going to come from the Midwest. I might just end up taking Alabama to make it to the Final Four. I could take Baylor. I could take Arizona. I mean, I do have money on Arizona to win it all. Their turnover issues gives me some concern with Arizona we'll see so there you have it my national champion Tennessee Volunteers congratulations to them all right this has been the March 13th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast I'll be back tomorrow morning with my best bet for all 16 Thursday games Uh, and then like I said Wednesday will be all 16 games on Friday Thursday there won't be a show Friday it'll be my best bets for all eight round of 32 games set to take place on Saturday And then Saturday, I'll give out my picks for Sunday's eight games. Thank you all so much for watching. Like and subscribe. I will be betting on every single March Madness game. Follow me me through this, whether you decide to back my picks, fade them, whatever you want to do. Best of luck either way. Gamble or bless. I'll see you tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.